The D and Davis Show. D and Davis, the show, bringing you our sports take weekly. Maybe we'll do it bi, not bi-weekly, but twice a week. Give you two shows a week since we're working from home, even though work can be daunting. But next week will be easy. Quarterly's our MFO. It's not about me. It's about <laughs> all you people out there fighting this corona war. And real quick, from a lot of times in we always want to thank everyone that's at the hospital, the CNAs, and all those people that take risk their lives. Um, got family members, a nurse. Um, she yeah. caught it. Her husband caught it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, man. Sorry. But also, thank you. And we wish the best for them, blessings and energy their way and anybody's way. But yeah. also the people that have to work and have to either deliver. Again, we talked about in the flip. Uh, D's auntie, uh, her fiance, and a host of family members are CTA drivers. Like a cousin that's a CTA driver has to go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, just had some food delivered here a second ago. A person is risking their butt because you know what? They need their paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so for everybody out there that's risking it, please, you know, take precaution. We definitely appreciate it. All right, Dan Davis Show. I'm Kenneth Davis. His name is D Demons What's up, everybody? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show. Uh, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher. The War on uh, War on App. War on Anchor. We'll kick you over to Spotify. There you go. Uh, and YouTube, where you can watch us. And thank you so much for everybody checking us out and give us those views. Uh, definitely subscribe, rate, share over all the platforms. Simply search for the DN Davis Show, DN Davis Flip, and Westworld Flip. All right. I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons1, D E M O N Z E 1. Ken is on Twitter and IG at That's Davis, an executive producer of the DN Davis Show. As Ken will say, everything we do. <laughs> One Ryan Bukovetsky. Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski and IG at Ryan B. Ski 1. All right, guys, let's go off top. Off the top. Off top. What you got, Ryan? Uh, just kind of had a question for you guys regarding anything, but specifically the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just These pansy-ass front office people complaining about not being you know, virtual. That's what I'm saying. We can't oh, do it. We got to risk the corona. Wait, what's, wait, what's going on now? All right, so real quick. We, I'm sorry, wait, it's, Ryan. It's, it's Ryan's. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, just Steal is off the top. I never I seen it. Like a, trying to, trying to, is that uh, one of your couple, too, <laughs> that you're surprising us with? He tried to do a defensive rebound. Give me that. No offensive rebounds for you. <laughs> uh, I, put it, I put it on the board and pulled it back off. <laughs> the Russ Westbrook. I got it. I got it. My goodness. Right, what's Go up, ahead, Ryan? Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh,. I know the NFL wants to take advantage of the ratings and they're all super conservative. And that seems to be the, the tagline for that kind of political affiliation to just get business going as usual, but they should be delaying this thing, right? Like this is crazy. These GMs are going to be making picks by themselves in their houses. Well, no, they're, is gonna be they're not going to be by themselves. They're going to well, be, right, be, right, be zoomed in but, everybody. But if yeah. you have your internet go out and you're by yourself, could you imagine Ryan Pace internet going out? like, what do I do? Wait, something bad happens. You have. You guys hear also that they hacked the Zoom for one of the pro sports teams. They had some kind of press conference they were going to do through Zoom, and somebody hacked it and put a bunch of racial slurs. Yeah, New York, New York Rangers have a black right. There you go. And it was it was it was it was in words dropping. It was in bombs dropping like like it was nobody business. This, just I just like, think that whoa. there's a high level 
of mess upery that's going to happen at this mm. NFL draft. Well, I just okay. don't know if it's worth it. My complaint wasn't that. My complaint was that there are front office people who are still complaining that they can't all be together. And they said that they would sit there in social distances and stay six feet apart, which we know they probably wouldn't. And if they want to gather together, kind of for what you're saying, Ryan, you don't want your internet to drop, but you always have contingency plans and you always have a board, a big board anyway. So you you know when the player Y is gone that you can still get player Z. Yeah, and they're also, what he's saying, they're probably going to have some built-in redundancies too. Yeah. Where it's like that text line is right there. Go, hey, take your text off of the Wi-Fi and use your your, your data. Data. So that way we don't have to worry if your Wi-Fi is now. But my biggest complaint was that they wanted to be together. Now, I'll say this. What you're saying isn't wrong. But going along with why the players wanted to still have free agency, because one, they want to get that money and know where their families are supposed to be. Well, I'm just talking about the draft. Yeah, but I'm saying the same thing. Those young players, one, want to know what team, what system they're going to be playing for. Plus, teams need to know what positions are filled in. So if not, they can fill in with the rest of the players that are still remaining on free agency and the players that usually get cut after, if we have it, preseason so yeah as long as they're not touching I mean it's harder I'll, especially without being able to uh, physically touch these players and have your doctors look at them I'll say that but when is every facilities are closed like yeah. it's like a yeah. OTA but the facilities camp or the facilities aren't going to open I, I, I agree with you so you're not going to be able to bring them in as far as testing them anyway but you may as well find out who are the players that you want to bring in so those players can at least get their playbook like <laughs> You, you, you may as well get it over with as far as you're not, you're doing the responsible thing by not having people gather together. You're not having the players there. It's unfortunate they don't get their chance to, to walk across the stage, but get, still get the business along. And it also gives your fan base something to, to, to grab onto and bite into with nothing going on. Yeah. Well, you know, well, well, let me say right. one thing to that. Yeah. What, uh, what about waiting till May? What's the big deal of waiting till May, like all the other teams and leagues to see what happens? Why? adamantly stay late April. Probably, be, probably because you don't, probably because they don't know if it's, everything's going to get extended. There's kind of like 50-50 news coming out right now. Uh, as far as the news, talking about the coronavirus has a hit its peak, what's going to happen. But that depends on where you at throughout the country. Sure. So I think, I think in their mind, to your question, Ryan, it's like, why are they just doing this? It seems kind of greedy. They, they should probably postpone it. I would think that they're probably just like, it's so NFL. Forget it. We're just going to do it. But to Ken's right. point, I think it is a lot about scheduling because I guess they want to be at least have everything lined up right. So when football season kicks off with with which from about September, they're okay. So I mean, they're taking a they're taking a leap of faith. I think doing this, but that's probably why they're doing it. I don't think it's a leap of faith. I think it's a leap of faith because you just don't know what's going to happen in the future. We still don't know what's going to happen, how long long it's... But I will say this to to, to answer at least my my position on to answer Ryan's question. They They have a lot of contingency plans, and they can't do this via technology that will be zoom that will be as you said your phone your text messages you can still have a draft and we just saw the xfl i'm well everybody didn't see it but they had a virtual draft and they would now they i'm sure a few people were in a room together but they did it via youtube they did it virtual so to say that they can't do it 
is crazy. They can do it. I don't know why you have to be in the same room with somebody. Well, it goes to what he was straight. saying. He but, was saying that because it makes it easier. Two things. Yeah, it does. It's not a risk that you you have in a draft. It's just a draft. It's just really pomp and circumstance. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the sense of a risk can, I'm talking about scheduling. You but can have it. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking about the I, scheduling I, side. I mean, but what's the guys, ri- scheduling? But wait, hold on. What's yeah, yeah. W- there's no scheduling risk. All it is is they used to do this by, with the commissioner sitting in a room by itself, basically. Yeah. All right, that's yeah. how they used to do it. Like it, yeah. it's basically going back to except that the, the the front offices aren't together. But as far as the players, they used to find out through a phone call. And if you're not in the first, back in the if day. you're not in the first round, you usually find out through a phone call anyway. So, and, and again, also, you have all these sponsors. Now, this is the money side. The NFL draft is bank. So, you have all these sponsors. You have all these these uh, clips and reviews from the college side that are supposed to be played. It's it's theater. It's, so they're gonna Yeah, that's what I'm saying with sponsors. It's, it's the going on with the theater. I don't, and also, getting back to sk- the scheduling part, okay, OTAs are supposed to kick off at the end of this month, I believe. So right now they would start like now teams are ready right. with new coaches. Or yeah. Teams. I was going to say the new coaches, but not the old, the, not the old coach. Old coaches. But I everybody believe. is have OTAs, but by the time of the draft, and, but this point I'm, I'm trying to make is I believe they start around the 20th, but the point still is at least with the OTA window opening, you can give your players, whatever, if it's, if it's new coaching philosophy, new plays, you can start to at least mentally grasp. They can at least talk to these rookies. It gives them more time. Yes. It, it isn't the best way, but at least it's something to do to start to try to get them ready for the NFL season. So prolonging it with them not knowing who what team they're going to go to, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help the team or the player. I the one thing I'm still kind of uh, interested to see. We kind of brought this up too. So the simple fact of like the physicals and the doctors. Now, obviously, we know as Ken's pointed out, talking about the first responders, people going out there working, CTA bus drivers, things like that here in Chicago. But you have doctors across the country, some who coming out of retirement to come back and to help during this pandemic, right? So, only thing I was thinking of is kind of like, okay, you have these particular doctors. I don't know their practice, and I don't know if they're going to their local hospital helping out with this. And I know travel is low, but I was still, maybe I'm not naive about this. I don't know. But I would think that you would still be able to see a particular player. Now, the amount of players, I don't know. But I would think that maybe that player can still go see a doctor. They can still have that physical, per se, and that information still can be sent out to the team. It's so you trust the, the, the doctor. That's a, the, that's a bad yeah, look. It is, a, it is a bad look. You know, are you talking about the players they, traveling? They still doing, but yeah. still doing it. No, you just would give whatever well, the doctors you, at well, can the you school, have a, can, can you Whatever have a, can the, you have a doctor in your in your city that you live in? It depends on if the pandemic is bumping there because you but don't that, want. That's why I said we don't you know don't, what the doctor. What Ryan is saying is about is what Ryan is saying about a bad look. I think for the most part they're going to go after the data that they know. For instance, if it's Tua, a guy that was hurt, depending on how he was at the end of the year, I'm sure the teams, the schools have doctors. Even though, can you trust them? But also remember, those doctors want to go on and have long careers, so they may not be willing to necessarily lie about any injuries or anything that the player has that's nagging them. I think that's what they're going to go off of. Look, if, I'm not saying it's the best case scenario, especially when it comes to players' injuries and also when it probably comes to being able to, I don't know, body language and talk to somebody. Some some people may be good at that. I'm not saying that I am. Some, some, well, he, probably did that, though. Uh, he probably did that at the uh, combine, though, right? 
Everybody didn't really. I mean, everybody uh, went to the combine, but everybody yeah, didn't perform no, at the right. combine. You're right. So it's still. I mean, you think about like the pro days. How much? Yeah. How much more contact they had with the players when it's stuff like that that's going to be gone now. But also, I mean, again, physically, there is something to be said about learning someone when you're sitting in a room with them compared to either you're on Zoom or on the phone. So I, that that's that's definitely best case scenario. But th- you can overcome this basically. It's, it's yeah, going to be well, there's going to be stuff about it in the future. It'll be like. Man, I wouldn't draft them if the COVID wasn't going on. I mean, people are going to use this as a big time excuse. Also, they probably also they're going to they're going to have a, now they have a, a case of, they have a scenario mm-hmm. where something happens moving again. forward. They moving know forward, they know what, what to, to do. do. They probably going to need to start when whenever the window opens. And even though it's not best case scenario, because you want to get an evaluation of that player's health as close to when you're going to draft them, you probably annually players that you think are going to get drafted. The NFL should probably just have doctors checking these kids out, especially if you don't want to come back in this fluid season, which is the COVID season that's going to return. You probably need to try to figure out something to start to get around this when people are allowed to move around outside, quote unquote, freely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I'm with you guys. Like, it's doable to do the draft. But I'm just thinking of, like, how difficult it potentially could be to do trades. And we know how big of a deal that is for a lot of teams. The Tua factor, when you talk about all these medicals, like, I'm hearing potentially theories that a guy like Justin Herbert is going to be the second quarterback off the board because do you want to be the team that really goes after Tua when you haven't seen any of his medicals or anything? Don't you believe that? Don't you believe it? But what if that does happen? That's a a viable theory Uh, that players are going to fall down. All right, one thing you just said. You know you can still make – you know those teams that make trades aren't in the same room with one another. They're doing it on the phone. You're relying completely through connection of the rest of your guys because the GM is consulting with all types of people. So whoever whoever is usually talking to Team X, go talk to Team X and come back I'm to me with the deal. Ken, you know that we do this Zoom all the time and we have problems sometimes getting connected. I, yeah, we don't have Zoom Pro either. I bet you they got Zoom X. Right, and then everybody in the entire grid is using this thing and depending on where their facilities are. Listen, internet let me tell you this, man. If your ass is on this Zoom when that draft is going I'm on, just, messing I'm surprised up. that you guys are just like, oh, whatever. You but know, people, people out here People out here dying. People out here dying. Why, you so like, why do, the draft? why do we need a, a distraction? Listen, compared to Dana White, distraction from the death. Listen, compared compared to Dana White, they're not risking anybody in this situation whatsoever. Right. All right. I, I mean, mean listen, it's, well, they they're risking it. their livelihoods moving forward. They do that anyway. That's an everyday thing. But remember, that's different. We, but remember, but remember, there was NFL drafts way before the internet. So you had telephones, you had mail. I don't know what the hell you probably did in 1984. Yeah, but you can't compare all that <laughs> stuff. Back then, free agency with They actually used to walk to school. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, Ryan, Ryan, I, Ryan, used I understand. They the players before that <laughs> yeah. draft when Listen, they made the telephone. They can't I, do that now. I think we all have a good, healthy understand, understanding and skepticism about possibly what's going to happen because, I mean, what can happen because we've never seen anything like this before, right? So we just kind of see what happens. There was a once before the time, before technology, you can have the draft. Is there so that's issues? My question. Is, is there that issues? a good idea? 
Is that a good idea to be like, let's just see what happens and just get it done? But the problem is this. You never know when you're going to be allowed to gather together as a group that large. So why keep postponing it when just go ahead and get it over they with? Because, that's my point. They no, but I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying, to. even if you even if you moved it to May, who would say in May they would let them do it? Then you move it to June, then the players still don't know where they're going. You still haven't had a connection with the team. At least now they can learn who their teammates are and they can learn mentally learn some of the plays that are going on and get some of the verbiage. But that was my point before. They want, I, I'm sure they'd probably just want to do it and get it out the way. Whatever, if you want to say there is a risk or not a risk, they just want to do it, right? It's not unprecedented, and, though. When they had the lockout in 2010 or the near lockout, everything was closed all the way up until the lead of the season. Yeah. I mean, they'll figure it out. Listen, man, this is a, this is a billion-dollar industry. Wait, wait, wait. They, when they, they, should to, be they still, to, had, to, be they still it had the draft, though. Yeah, but you didn't. You couldn't work out. You couldn't be with your true. Players. But they still. But they, the OT okay. Area, but guess so. what? You just said they had a lockout, but they still had a draft. So yeah, they will. So. so they're doing the same thing. They're proceeding with let the play. And, and this time, at least you can talk to your coaches. So why not take advantage of talking to your coaches? Well, why wait? Well, again, the point is: is a month of hanging out, doing nothing on the field, that big of a deal? I don't think it's that it helps a player too too much. When you keep also, saying too, Ryan, a month, Ryan, but Ryan knows that this is this. But no, no. But who knows if it's going to be a month? Like we're we're saying yeah, that we what it, so they oh, might oh, not even play. You're right. So at least this kid starts to know our philosophies, and we start to try to get him indoctrinated. I don't because I, football again is the closest thing that comes to sports wise. Sports wise, because it's not as serious as to the military. You need to know who you go going to battle with. It's it's better for you to start to get an understanding. And if you have it's leaders, better than if you have nothing, if, okay. how many times did we talk about with like a guy like Kevin White? Oh, he's getting those mental reps. He's getting all those mental yeah, reps. Yeah, but a bus, bus, bus are going to be a bust. Look, look, regardless of this, bus are going to be a bust. But no, but so the, what about the guys? Thing. You got to get the better guys? on the field. Yeah, but it's what not going to happen just on the side. But, but what about the – but he was a bust. Like, physically, he couldn't no, play. No, but I'm saying – On top of his lack of routery practice. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. But to still say that they're not players who can't benefit from this, I, I don't understand why you would hold no, them back. No, I'm not saying that they can't. I just think it's – you're – I think I have a I'm different not, view I'm not on overra- how much I'm not, benefiting they get it. My thing is, I'm not trying to overrate it. What I'm trying to say is, sometimes we keep talking just like, um, real quick, uh, Mike Gundy down in Oklahoma State. He said that they're going to come back in May and that they're going to sit there, and if someone's sick with the COVID, they're going to sit there and quarantine them off like it's the flu. Dude, this is not the flu. Exactly. All right? That's, that's you, the stupidity right there. So the point that I'm trying to make, Ryan, is – no, it, it, you can't sit there and keep saying, okay, but put a date on it. Just like we know when they say kids are going back to school on August 30th, that's just a date, a whole date till they tell us they're not coming back. So Again, I mean, you know, think about it from a, a national thing, above football. If you get these kids drafted, they're automatically going to want to meet up and do the Dak Prescott, Des Bryant thing that we talked about in the flip. So you're encouraging social meetup rather than social distancing but they would the be, draft. But look, they would be doing that anyway. With, if, Not if they aren't drafted. They don't think know about, who, they, who their teammates are. You still don't think they wouldn't practice with professional players? Of course they would. Oh, right. It's different. It's okay. not into the draft. You know you, you're spreading through the draft. Wait a minute, hold on, Are you going to practice by yourself or if you know who your teammates are, you're going to go after Listen, I'll pre- yeah, tell you this. I'll, pre- I'll tell you this. What you just said, your point isn't invalid. They will tell them, even if they do practice, don't be like Dak Prescott and Dan 
Valdez, Antonio Brown, and yeah, Lamar. Yeah, like that matters. Don't, like no, no, I'm just telling. No, no, I'm just telling you. As far as like we said, with it's not, it doesn't. It's not a good look. But saying we should postpone the draft when we don't know if we could have a regular draft, it doesn't make sense to me. You may as well get the draft out the way. That's the same reason. I mean, for the most part, that's like them moving up the Jordan thing. And I know this isn't them moving it up. But if we're living in a world where people need distractions, Dana White and I don't think so. And Trump, it's it's the draft. I mean, no, it'd be different if they were risking their lives to actually go to the draft. Then I'll be like, "What the hell are you doing? You didn't have to go and do this. Let yeah. them go ahead and have a draft." I mean, I'm with you. I respect your side. I just think I'm on the opposite end. Yeah, I think hey, they should hey, postpone it. Hey, nothing okay. wrong with that. All right. Uh, off the top next? All right. I got one. Oh, okay. I got, I got two, but I got this one first. Go ahead, go ahead. Off the top. The surprise. Uh, Cal Ripken uh, should have sat his ass down. What? Uh, yeah, you know, 25 years ago, Cal Ripken broke uh, uh, uh Wait, Lou the Garrett. thing that he's famous Roger, for? You yes. think he shouldn't have done that? It's definitely, it's no way in the world that he, uh, do you think about how selfish Cal Ripken was? That What? Yeah, like really think about it, really seriously. Okay. Like if you okay. go to a baseball game, usually if that a player didn't get time off on Sundays, that player usually gets a time off. Like you, in, in, in that long of a season, you need a break. Like there was points where because he was tired, he was not the best player to play shortstop that day. I'm not saying, dude, if he took, if he took, if he played 80% more games than any other MLB player, fine. But to think that he didn't need a day off, it's crazy. That was some that was some selfish ish. I know initially he was like, I wasn't trying to break it. Yeah, right. Cal Ripley should have sat his ass down. Off the top. Oh. D, I can't uh, I can't handle another Ken argument. You gotta handle this <laughs> Well, I, I definitely I think back then you look at I'm not gonna say low management, but you do have a lot of players uh, from a different ilk and a different era who just went out there and just played. Now, I do believe the Iron Man streak took on a life of its own. Uh, and I think Kyle Ripken definitely wanted to keep that going selfishly, which, I mean, he has a, he has a World Series ring, so it's not like he doesn't have, have a championship. But this is something that's huge to him and huge on his name. So, yeah, I think he would probably want to do it. Do I think he should have sat down if he wasn't hurt and he can still play? Take your ass out there keep on playing. I okay. think... Wait, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Would Ken Davis sit down? No, this is the thing, real quick. This is the point. <laughs> and what D, what, going back to what DJ said, that, okay, we're talking about, let's, we're talking about players from a different timeline. Like, if this wasn't, uh, Kyle Lurkin wasn't an outlier, there would be a ton of players who were chasing that Ironman streak. There would have been a ton of them, guys. It's like, all I do is go out there and play. We would hear about uh, uh, Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb and Hornets Wag. Listen, where are they at? They took a day off. Like, and these are old, uh, uh, Ted Williams. Dog, these are great all-time players. Joe DiMaggio, guess what they did? They occasionally took a day off because it benefits the team if you're tired to let a 70% player get in there if you're basically at half because you, you're wore down. I'm not, I'm not listen, Cal Ripken's all-time great, phenomenal, but this, that, that Ironman streak was, it, it had more than a tinge of selfishness to, towards it, right? Uh, do you uh, then think Lou Gehrig is crazy selfish for setting that streak in the first place. No, because he was going to die. Oh, he was gonna die. here we go. I got to get off my so, spirit. 
So Calvecta just needed a deadly disease. And today, 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 okay. today, 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 this is the greatest what day. Happens, what happens if uh, Cal gets COVID? Does that count? Does I, that no, count? it doesn't count. No, does it, it doesn't count. Lou Gehrig had it. He had it back then. He was sitting on the bench with, with Babe Ruth like, I think I got that ish. He had polio, right? Hey, he had polio? No, he died. fucking oh, I'm sorry. Lou Gehrig's yeah. disease. Okay. ALS. ALS, yes. Uh, I, thought, I'm, don't, I don't know why. No ice bucket on my ass. Listen, <laughs> I would not have told Cal Ripken to go sit his ass down. You should have. I would not have told that. This dude is probably, if not, what, top three, top five greatest shortstops of all time. He's he top would, three. He's he, probably yeah, top three. Probably top three. He, did, he wasn't hurt. He was out there balling. Some people have him as number one. Well, Ooh, I don't know if I put mm. number one. No, I'm like, like when I was looking at, I was watching this summer about on MLB Network. They kind of had him at number one. Really? Yeah. Who was man. he in the running with? Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin, probably Derek Jeter. Or was, was Barry Larkin second base? No, he was. No, he was shortstop. Wasn't he? Wasn't Barry Larkin a shortstop? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he was. Well, um, yeah, he was. He was shortstop, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I th- definitely, I think A-Rod was up there. Ozzy's yeah, offensive numbers weren't that good until he was older. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why he doesn't have it. But that's really why they look – because they look at Cal as being the prototype of Derek Jeter and A-Rod, that big-ass shortstop. You know, right. a guy that big wasn't supposed to play short, especially for as long as his selfish-ass play. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But that's they look at the Now joins the likes of Captain America from Marvel. <laughs> oh, and, and, and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> no, that's mine. That's my wall. Oh, oh my God. I right. love Cal Ripken. This is facts. Why can't we just listen? He did it something. He, he Dude, did something was... selfish. He succeeded. Most things are most things are selfish. Yeah, like, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, most things like if you're looking at it, it's it's selfish. So we all do Except selfish why, stuff. Why you do that? To be a to yeah, be a, there to, be, to be a <laughs> this right here is selfish. <laughs> to be a professional athlete, you have a you had to have a little selfishness in you. But like I said, yeah. though, he was, it was that was a completely different era. I don't think anybody. It was no completely different era. Nobody was else was doing it. it. Nobody <laughs> else was. You make it seem like everybody was doing it. If it was a completely different era, everybody would have been doing. It. Listen, how, dude, how, where's Willie Mays on that list? Let's go how, back. Many times, how many times have you heard older guys from older generation of playing sports? Like, if you ain't hurt, you go out there and play. He did it. You to paid the to play. You Listen, paid to play. He did it what? to the nth degree. Those wasn't MLB guys. Hey, he lived up to his play. contract. He yeah. played yeah, every one so. of them. I guess so. All right, what's up next? Off top. Off the top. All right, I got one. Um, so MLB is is thinking, and we kind of heard this a while ago about Hoping. maybe, yeah. Yeah, they, they are hoping about this, that they move all their games out to Arizona. They basically play in the spring training facilities with no uh, fans there, but they'll start the season off there. So, um, and the players, players in the hotels. Yeah, yeah, they'll be yeah. in quarantine. They'll yeah. be quarantined from each other, basically. For, for the rest of the year. For the rest of the season. For four months. For four months, basically. Until, until later. everything is and Mike, and Mike Trout got a kid coming in August. <laughs> uh, uh, until uh, Lori Lightfoot and uh, uh, Gavin Newsom say, basically, y'all can come back to the States and y'all can play in y'all prospective cities. So, um Tony, I got Tony Gill down at NBC Sports Chicago, and I have a 10-game pass, uh, a ticket uh, season. Season tickets, I'm going to say, for the uh, Chicago White Sox. Not no more. So, they refund things. you yet? No, two things. One, uh, they shots smoke, out. They smoke that one. <laughs> <laughs> They're somewhere in the White Sox taking off like a... Smoke it <laughs> But what happened to the tickets? I smoked the tickets. <laughs> 
<laughs> so wait a minute. So shout out to our guy Brandon Pope uh, on the jam. He actually tweeted he tweeted this out today too. And I was like, hey man, I don't care if they say they're gonna play on Mars. Me and Tony be able to watch better be uh, like ten games at Comiskey. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. Wait, 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 wait. You still would go and pay for that seat when you can't see them play if they're not gonna be there? No, 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 no. I uh, no. What I'm saying is, I don't care where they first start off. I'll okay. My ten games when they get back here. Really, dude? Why? Twenty twenty one, baby. You you, you, you like know. you like that COVID? Huh? Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> like, give me that for these ten games. Give me that COVID. Hey, like, for ten, so, I'm being COVID. That was wrong with you. I'm saying that's the worst place to be at a stadium. On, hold on, I'm saying if everything has been cleared, uh-huh. you're saying we can go back. Y'all gonna go okay. Back. Okay. Are, are you smoking games. what Major League Baseball is? <laughs> y'all know. Like, listen, no, y'all out here. Listen, listen I'm like, as soon as they clear, time to gamble with my life. <laughs> I will say, wait a minute. For them 10 games. For them 10 games. What the hell is wrong with I, you? I, Boy, I, go get your I, money. I, <laughs> I, will, I will say this. I will say this. I don't personally think they're probably going to start the season, not even in the four months. I'm of the belief. We talked about this on the, about the NBA. There is no reason to risk anybody's life for this pandemic. It is a bleeping pandemic, right? I don't even think they should be even trying to play games out in Arizona. What makes them think that they, well, uh, Arizona don't have corn, uh, COVID-19 out of Arizona? This, that makes no sense to me. So it, I don't it all think takes one person to infect those like 100 cl- people. A, a food server or something right. to infect those people, and that whole ish is going to be like, what right. the hell was y'all doing? It's, it's not even worth it. And the same thing to y'all that's going to be at the stadium for them 10 games. That, no, but this is my point, though. I don't even know if you're going to have a season to begin with. Now, don't you get Tony out, killed. Don't you get Tony killed. Hey, we'll see. So, uh, <laughs> no. If, I don't know even if, even if they're going to have, even if they should do this, this doesn't even seem smart to me. There is no reason, no reason at all, until all the doctors and the medical professionals working on this pandemic comes out and say, everything is okay, you shouldn't be doing any damn thing. No baseball, no football, no basketball, no nothing. Don't even fly to a private island that we'll talk about a little bit later on the show. Don't even do that. It's not worth it. I just don't get it. That's is greedy. This, uh, That's greedy. Is this just a response to Trump's phone call to all the commissioners? This Hell is no. Is trying to do. A, but this is the thing, though. Gavin, we, know the, we know Dana White's is, but we will do that later on. Right, so. right. It, it comes down to the it comes down to the governors. So there is no reason to even think about having a league season when the governor of California, or even the governor here in Illinois, say they ain't playing. That's why you got to get out of private island, bro. International waters, baby. It ain't no reason. You and Tony need to go there, too. (laughs) Come on, Tony. I heard they got that COVID over there on Eddie Murphy Island. Let's go. (laughs) It's just... Let's wait for Comiskey. Yeah. It's just no reason. It's no reason to do it. It's no reason to do it. All right. Off top. Off top. Uh, Bucks debuted their new uniforms, and it's not what we thought they were going to be. The now, they are, they're not bad, but they are the Warren Sapp, Derrick Bucks, Warren Dunn. They're, it's an interpretation of that Bucks team, the oh, championship okay. team. But And I know why. We still would have loved I, – I wanted to see an alternative. They got a black one in there. I wanted to see one creamsicle 
with Next the year. Buccaneer with the blade in his mouth, looking Next all year. all fancy as you know what. And actually with the good team, like if only that team had like good times back then. The Steve Young, uh, what's his name that uh, won the Super Bowl uh, for, for the Washington uh, football team? Uh, Doug Williams. Doug like Williams. those Buccaneer teams, you know what I'm saying? Like they made us suck, but they had some bad unis. And especially yeah. for it to – yeah, go ahead. Did you hear what uh, Tom Brady said? What did he say? The jerseys? About the jerseys? What did he say? They asked him about the creamsicle. He said he say? they're going to have a two-tone helmet approved probably next year, and that's when the creamsicles are coming back. Yeah, right. dude. But you got so two tone helmet cream. But listen, don't creamsicle uniform with the the ship on the side. No, 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 no. Buccaneer <laughs> on the side with the blade. Now, but you know what? They're gonna be like, you can't even put blades in your mouth no more. That's what's gonna be right. <laughs> what's that blade supposed to be saying? It will hurt the kids. Exactly. Yeah, Just like with, even though, listen, this is worse than the blade in the mouth. Remember when they stopped? You know, you couldn't wear do rags, not do rags. You couldn't wear bandanas. They stopped Dion and them from wearing bandanas, and you couldn't do this. Yeah, that is worse than just a guy, a cartoon character with the blade in his mouth. But if you give me that cat, I'm here for Tom Brady. Listen, they give me that next year, I'm rooting for the Bucks to win it all. But do you want a full season of those? I know. I just wanted to be the alternative okay. uniform. Okay. I just wanted. I look. I want them to rock it two two times. Really, give okay. me two times a year. Where just like the Bears with the orange top or whatever. Give me two times a year where you bring that Buccaneers team because it's like we had to go through. Especially remember this was the NFC Central. Now of course it's the North. Yeah. But we had to live through years of bad Bucks football with those unis. Like at least give us that. Give us them with a good team with those unis on, man. Like that's all I desire. I wonder how many people down there. Though, Bucks fans, they look at that jersey like, man, that's the worst thing. That's a, our worst time, our franchise with those jerseys. Don't even bring them damn jerseys back. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool for the retro look of it. And especially, mm-hmm. listen, especially with this too now, the sales of that jersey or the sales of the shirts and these things. Kids are, these oh, kids are love that jersey. These kids are retro. Love, these kids are love that. Listen, yeah, you, start, you, can, you can set that Buccaneer on a T-shirt and them, that bad boy moves from yeah. you. I, yeah. I, pop, I pop for one of those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a cool look. It was even. It was kind of a cool thing. It was just. They was just. They so was bad. bad. They was. It was they a was joke. So bad. They were the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. Like old, old, old Clippers. Gary Sackhouse, don't draft me Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Oliver Candy Clippers. Yeah. Exactly. Those kind of Clippers. Yeah. But I mean, it'll be cool for ultimate. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. All right. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. Come on back. Give you more D and Davis show. Talk a little hoops here in Chicago. We back. What's up, Chicago? This is Chris Sosa from Red Eye, and you're listening to the D and Davis show. I don't think it's a good job. I think it's a great job. You've got you've got a major market here, obviously, in Chicago. You've got the history and tradition of the franchise. You've got clean books going into 2021. Uh, you've got all your first-round draft picks. You've got some of the best facilities in the entire league. The Advocate Center is just spectacular. It, it's, it really is. Um, the United Center and, you know, the Bulls and Blackhawks do a great job of keeping that building up. The roster has got some intriguing pieces. It's not a great roster, but it's not a bad roster. I mean, you can say what you want about John Paxson and Gar Foreman. Even their biggest critic, I think, if you put them on a a lie detector test, would say they've drafted well. And, you know, you haven't had much lottery luck lately, but Wendell Carter Jr. and Kobe White at number seven both look like nice young pieces. I know Markkinen has regressed this year. I think he's very salvageable. I think everybody would argue that, uh, everybody would agree that Zach Levine uh, took a step this year. So I think this roster has actually got decent potential. Um, it's still a ways away. You're still in a rebuild. It's not easy to exit a rebuild. But uh, I think it's um, 
I think it's a very, very attractive job. And the other reason I think it's an attractive job is you're going to be given the keys to the kingdom. This is full authority to make basketball decisions. This is the number one job. John will be around. We all know how much the Rhinosaurus like and value him. But, um, you know, John's not going to be hovering. That's not who John is. He he wants what's best for the Bulls. He, he will not be hovering. So um, this person, whoever they hire, will be allowed to bring in uh, additional staff, is my understanding. So they're going to be able to build out this infrastructure the, the way he sees, sees fit. So uh, I think this is a really good job, and I, that's why it's critical the Bulls get this hire right. Dean Davis' the show, second segment. Going to switch into a little bit of basketball talk, and actually we're going to go local with our Chicago Bulls front office. Uh, a couple things have come out. One, it broke today, I believe, Casey Johnson, that this is so cute. John Paxton is, uh, supposedly let the Bulls know that if they need to let him go entirely to hire some of these new hires, that he would be willing to go away. I, it's nothing less somebody who works for somebody else is telling you, you know, I may just go away. You know, if, if, if you want me to go, if I'm blocking you. Maybe I, maybe I should, it, maybe it's, maybe it's me and not you, but Patriots general manager, Chad Buchanan, who we talked about, told them due to his personal situation or his, his comfortability, I believe where he's at with Indiana, that he's not even coming. Uh, Justin Zanuck of the Jazz Gym, they're going to interview and Nuggets he, general they manager. Interview they did interview him. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. Arteris, uh I think it's Karnosovas. Uh, they're going to interview him. Karnasova. Karnasova, thank you. And uh, Bobby Wag, Bobby uh, Webster, who I think I, I may, I may like a little bit more. Uh, General Bobby manager. Webster is not going to interview. He, oh, he, uh, Raptors he, blocked him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, hate, they, they hate told him no. Well, yeah, know, but I saw the Raptors blocking because they don't know what Ner- Nick Nurse or you, Jerry. Yeah, they don't know what's going to happen with their with their front office too. What'd you Adam, say, Ryan? Adam, Adam Simon is staying put. Adam Zeidman is a general manager where? The Heat one. The Heat GM. Yeah. And he's staying put. But see, I'll say this much. We all knew going into this, this was stupid. Because why would any... Thank you. Why would someone come and you're basically telling them that, listen, and these are general managers. These aren't assistant general managers. These are guys that are looking to be executive vice presidents of an organization. And and step up. Yeah. They're not right away within two years if they're successful in this new organization. Why am I going to go there and you have Paxton and you, we all know you have an affinity around the league. They know because they're like, what's going on in Chicago? Why are these people still there? You have an affinity for this man. And sooner or later, he's going to tell you an idea of mine doesn't sound right to him. So why am I even going to put myself in that situation when I could stay here with the organ- with all these organizations that run pristinely when we're talking about, for the most part, small market teams, building through the draft and building somewhat of a culture why am I even going to mess around with that? Like, I don't want to be the next Gar Foreman. So it's funny that Pax has to be the one to tell in, to tell in the relationship, like, you know what? You just need to go, right? Like, you need well, to let me Jerry go. that's what Jerry does. I know. He these people around and it's like, no, Jerry, let me take myself out of the equation. Well, this is the thing, though. So going back to, going to your point, Ryan, I mean, John Paxson has been there for what? I mean, over 17 years. It's 17 years in this one role. 
Now, I ain't saying this not the totality of his Actually, it's not the one role. He got a promotion. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he went from player to he went from no, player. No, he went from general manager general, yeah, to yeah, executive vice president. president. Wait, mm-hmm. player, broadcaster, general manager. No, you didn't put coach in there. He was assistant coach. Oh, that's right. Assistant coach, too. So he has five positions in his organization until he hit the top to the uh, uh, vice president. I don't know. It's, it seems kind of weird to me. Uh, I heard this Casey Johnson. I heard it on the uh, Bulls Talk podcast from NBC Sports Chicago. Shout out to I got Jason Goff and uh, Tony Gill down there. And Casey Johnson did say that. He's like, listen, the main person who's really pushing this is John Paxton. So Paxton. So he's the one saying, like, yeah, I take myself out of the equation. But to, get to, but to, to your point, Ken, it's kind of weird that the person in the relationship in there is kind of saying like, oh yeah, I'll go if you want to go, if I, if you want me to go. But it's also on the flip side, it's kind of like, it's also saying, but if you want me to stay, I stay too. So it's not, it's kind of like someone, it has to be Michael, it has to be Jerry. It is really so, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't look at the Bulls kind of like the way he looks at the White Sox and just know that he loves baseball, he knows baseball, basketball is a moneymaker, right? So he has his son there, Michael Reinsdorf, to make these calls. But you would think in a leadership role that you would say, Hey, Pax, you've been here for X amount of years. We love you. You will forever be a Chicago Bull. We got to pull you out of this altogether. Instead of him coming out, going through the, not going through the media, but kind of putting out publicly saying, oh, I'm willing to go if they want me to go. Those kind of things, those kind of signals aren't good either when you're looking for somebody to come in to take that job. Now, to Ryan's point, though, Jay Ryan doesn't fire anybody. You have this job forever. There's been like two general managers, Garf, no, uh, 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 Jerry Krause. I guess you want to say Garf Foreman slash John Paxson. This not is not hasn't been that many. Rob Thorne so first. Yeah, Rob Thorne first. Yeah, when he very first bought, we bought it first, but for most of the tenure, it's been John Paxson. It's been Jerry Krause. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it it doesn't give out a good signal, but it at least I'm I'm willing. I'm I'm happy to at least the Jazz do did the uh the jazz guy did the uh the interview because looking at that organization where it's ran in the west too that gives me a little hope hopefully he sees that as a step up chicago third biggest market in america you come here and if you have the told you have the autonomy the northwestern cat too true but if he has the aut- autonomy that he mm-hmm. said that they say that he's going to have hey man you have Listen, you have a kingdom waiting for that, you. that lets you know how bad he want to get out of utah that he, he did the interview he's like man but utah is a well or machine no 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 i'm not say. talking about the organization oh I you're mean, talking about the, the city the state so like, all right like, let me get my ass out of here and drink uh, on sundays real quick ryan before you jump in i also call bs because john paxson if he was just to say he was out and about successful during his tenure he would never go to some organization and take a position of power with somebody else above him. Like, you know that they don't want that. So, yeah, now you're out here coming out like, I'll do this, but you knew that going in. But, Brian, go ahead, please. I just wanted your guys' opinion on the Denver guy because I think that he's kind of my favorite right now of the candidates that they've talked about. Because they also talked about the Orlando guy. Uh, no, we don't want no Orlando. <laughs> Casey Johnson said that they have a really long list, so we probably don't even have the full list. I'm sure they have a long list. Everybody gonna say no though. (laughs) But I like I like the Denver guy a lot. He's probably I'm with you. I think when you look at in the draft, the guys that they pick up when you're talking about they fleece uh, the bulls. A cow murder. Yeah, but Devin Harris. Listen, 
I mean, Devin Harris is cool, but still, like, even his last two years hasn't necessarily been everything they want. But when you look at their key pieces, well, Murray won coming out, coming out, people kind of knew about. But when you look at Jokic, it's like mm-hmm. if you you can scout like that. That's good. yeah. Bring bring yourself over here. You know what I'm saying? Or even when uh, you look at the Michael Porter Jr. with the value that you had when he was hurt. Right. Uh, that at that point, at the end of the lottery, that hey, let's stash it. We were already a playoff team ascending. Let's stash this kid and see what we can yeah. get. So I no, like- I'm with I'm with you, Ryan. I, I think that would probably I lean I lean towards him. I lean towards him with that. I lean I, towards him with that. I like both of them because, like I said before, you got the Nuggets and the Jazz. Yeah, I like them both. Small. But you got to pick one, D. Yeah. We like them both. We all like them both. I'll go with the Denver guy, no doubt, because you see what the team has turned into in their top three seed uh, and in the West. And the highest that in the West too. has d- drafted is number seven. That's the highest highest. Hey man, that's called good that's scouting. Good. That's called knowing what you're doing. That's called also being able to understand the landscape of the NBA right now, and they're able to do that without, you know, what I'm saying being able to bring somebody in from as a as a, as a uh, big time free agent. Something that they're going to have to do here in Chicago. Unfortunately, you have to do it through the draft, and we know both of these guys, and we we like the Denver guy a lot more, but uh, the Denver GM a lot more. But at least you know he can, he's able to build a culture here. Or potentially build a culture if he's hired. Also, if you think about it, it shows that they've been competitive and not just a tank-worthy team. Mm-hmm. And that's in the West. Mm-hmm. You're saying that they hit the seventh. That means that regardless of where they had in the playoff uh, run out West, outer end, they're being very cons- very competitive consecutively. So you at least want that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're going to be right. where we don't have, i.e., the star player because they don't want to come to this market, you at least want to have the team where the culture is set and you know that that team finds draft picks and, 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 and shuttles around the world to pick out these international players. And these guys are good with international players because this isn't the old days where you could sit there and be uh, uh, RC Buford and Greg Popovich. And in the second round, basically just pillage the, 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 the international draft because yeah. people are watching them, but even with people watching them, they're hitting on them more than anybody else. But still like, this is where you, you we got to make inroads here in Chicago. Jerry, Jerry Krause is one of the first guys over there going to get those guys when he went to go get Tony. Mm-hmm. All right. And of course we had people, Saronis, Marcelonis and, and people that came over before that Dawson Petrovic, but still, like you, those are the players that you need to go out and get. We already know that, especially later on, because a lot of eyes, even though now we have technology, you can see these players a lot more than you could in the past. So listen, I'm just happy that there's going to be a change. I think it's best for all parties included that Pax steps away. That does, I mean, we're not, no one's naive. If Jerry Reinsdorf calls him and asks for advice, he's going to give it to him. Even though Pac seems like an honorable guy, once he makes a decision on something, maybe he won't intervene too hard with it. Mm-hmm. But still, it's time this regime has failed. Like, it hasn't been the worst. Let's not make it. This is it hasn't been the worst, but it hasn't been a success. And outside of that one blip, two blips during the Derrick Rose era, it's really been mediocre for the most part. I will, yeah. I will give Pax at least this much credit this at least he's aware, you know. I mean, we can even go, but, but hold on, we can go back a few years before Derrick Rose. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Wait a minute, hold on. We can go back to the years before Derrick Rose was picked up. I mean, before they drafted him, I mean, he was ready to walk out because he wasn't ready to walk out. He was going to wait. get fired. Well, no, that was think, what was going to happen. No, I think he, he was. I, it was. It was coming out that he was saying that he was burnt out. He was ready to go. 
He was that, at Jerry Cross's Jerry Ryan's, position. Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't fire anybody. Yeah, he fired Jerry Cross. Look how he bad was, it was, though. But, that, but that's where Pax was. Listen, Pax was at a position where it was like, you know what? Yeah, you kind of took us out with these try-hard guys mm-hmm. out of that era. But we've seen it. the playoffs, you, right? You can, yeah, didn't, you can like they, twice. Not, didn't they not get out of the first round until Derrick Rose came here under John Paxson? I thought they kept getting beaten by the Wizards and the Heat and everything. No, in the first no, round. they that year they beat the Heat in the first. After after the that Heat one was, year, okay, they yeah, beat the Heat right. in the first they round. Sw- they swept the Heat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Heat but, but still, to your point, that no, they the, it was the Heat was under him for for him to be a Jerry Reinsdorf, a Reinsdorf that doesn't fire anybody. It was basically like, yeah, Jerry's thinking this, it needs to be a change. Oh. At that point. Now, I'm not saying that some of the packs, they, they, packs wasn't tired. I'm not saying that. Yeah, it's, it, still, of course, it was the heat, he was burnt out. But it was the heat that was under him. Not denying that, that at like, all. Yeah, that, not, they, not, like, not like that was Jerry. All. That's also what Jerry gets to that point. Because, but again, remember this is before Michael Reinsdorf, quote unquote, took over basketball, took it over the basketball side of things. This is when Jerry's closer to the situation. Who knows how close Jerry is outside not, of what not, he not sees at all, in the really. News. Now, not yeah. really all right now. Because how many times do we? How many times do you? Do Bulls fans say where's the ownership? They're kind of like the Brazaro when it comes. Well, to D to Dolan, to, I mean, they he's really into uh, what's going on day to day. They're like really not even visible, especially mm-hmm. old man. He's not really visible at all. So except when up, he doesn't want to spend the money. Yeah. What's Question up, for you then. Yeah. So do you think Michael kept Paxson going, or was that from Jerry? I think, I think by I think back then when we're Ken and I talking about Jerry's probably still doing a lot more. Yeah, no, Jerry, but I'm saying when Michael now. It's wait, Michael. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, hold on. What you say? What you say, Ryan? He's saying it's when Nick. Michael took over. Did he keep Paxson, or did Jerry say you're keeping Paxson? <laughs> I mean, mm, that's an I interesting. Don't know. You don't like it. You, the question, you're not the there. question is, yeah, the question is, we did exactly. We're not there, but the question is, how much of Michael? Is, how much is he like his father? And from the seems from from at least from reports that we hear and people we talk to, he's he is like his father. So that loyalty is there, even going to the point of with Gar Foreman. Isn't Gar Foreman and Michael Reinsdorf's wife really cool? And their wives are cool. That's what I was going to say. Their yeah. wives are cool. So that benefits John Paxson, too, and not one to it up. Because you're not going to promote Gar Foreman because Gar Foreman hasn't done anything. Also, too, also too yeah. they, didn't, they didn't fire Gar Foreman. They just moved Right. Him. I was yeah. going to say that. That's because so he knows where the bodies been, are buried. It could have been the same thing for Ryan. And they don't want to fire Jim Boylan, either. Ah, but this they is my question. like the GM to be open-minded about him. But this is my question. This is my question to you all. I think, I think we probably assume that uh, Boylan's gone. I think we can assume that. How much of a change do we think is going to see with the roster? Now, the Bulls, the cap hit, not, not cap hit, but the cap isn't, isn't bad. I don't have any kind of like overblown contracts, anything like that. They might have some ones that's kind of like, man, we shouldn't have gave them that money. But at least, I think it's, coming that the they're, at least it's coming off I the think- books a little bit soon. But what do we think, think about the roster? I think they're clean after 2021. 2021? All right. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm that's what I I'm I think curious. any good, I'll be honest with you. I think, the, I think the coach is gone. I'm going to look yeah, at the Yeah, get boiling out, but yeah. I think. Coach is gone. Any reasonable uh, personnel person has to view the roster himself outside of just coming in and just making wholesale changes. So I think you, especially now, now when we say the roster, like if there's some guys, some ancillary parts that you can move, cool. But unless you get a, a, a crazy trade offer, I think that whoever comes in was going to want to see probably Zach, Lori, um, uh, Kobe. Uh, 
thank you, Kobe. I think they're going to want to see window, those window. window those players at least, even if it's not the, the the entire season, at least for half of the season until perhaps the trade deadline, so they can see if 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 it's the players or was it necessarily the culture. If there's something that they can get out of those players before getting rid of something that may come back to haunt you in the future. Here's some bulls optimism. What if uh, they start the season around like Labor Day? And then they already hire this new GM so he can see a couple weeks worth of the Bulls playing with this core group. I think the GM, I think that new executive is going to be hired within the next couple of weeks because yeah, it's, probably. this is, this seems that this, this is moving it might be pretty next fast. Week. Yeah. It's moving pretty fast. So that would be, that would, that is a lot of optimism right there. If you're looking at it from perspective of just trying to see exactly what the team is going to be for the next season. Yeah. You do want somebody to come in and kind of like, okay, I'm here now. I have a chance to kind of see these guys live in action besides being from the outside, looking in and looking at tape and, you know, saying asking questions here, there, when I come and walk inside the African Center. Uh, but that would be good for them, you know, if it was to happen. But it seems as if this this hire, the hiring is going to happen probably within, if not the end of this month, maybe leading to the top of next month. It seems like this is going to happen. Well, they've been putting in so much work on this list and looking around like it's an impressive list. They want to move, I think, on this. I think they do, Which too. is surprising. It's, yeah. not, plus you it's want, very unbulls like Plus, you want that person to be in there and have some time before the draft gets there. Mm-hmm. What oh, if yeah. they What if they want to switch out some of the scouts? Yeah. You know, now sometimes you hold on to scouts when it gets this close to the draft, but perhaps... If there's anything to scout? Yeah. But still... Well, can you go scout? Yeah, but you may still... But you know what? You still may want to have like-minded scouts in the room with you rather than guys you don't know. So, because you don't even know the philosophies and how they view things. You guys may not view it through the same lens. So you may want to have scouts that you are comfortable with and feel a connection to, and that it's translated to good players that are on the court. And so you may, you may want, there's more changes than just that guy at that position. Oh yeah. Especially if what, cause remember one thing is Pax is the person that is trying to modernize the Bulls. So if we're talking about that their scouting ranks have been uh, the lesser when it comes to the NBA, and we've known usually that's what we've heard that uh, the department is small. If not, uh, you're probably going to want to see this. This person got a lot of work to do when they get here to get the Bulls to the level that they're supposed to be with the rest of the NBA that's successful. And also, mm-hmm. too, with the co- with the pandemic going on right now, let's just say the NBA and Adam Silver say, you know what? The season is done. This is kind of flipping from your question, Ryan. Just say the season is done. Then you, then that, that then whoever it may be has a chance now to go outside hiring guys now, too. You know, so well, uh, like co- coaches, coaches, like, coaches. I mean, assistant coaches, the GM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hell, you have the the scouts. You know, what I'm saying I mean, you might not be able to do anything, go out and see anybody, but at least now there's a left. There is a sense of like, okay, now we know where we're at. I'm in here now. Let's go ahead and kind of get this thing going. So it's better late than never. Uh, but I guess they kind of see exactly what happens with the rest of the season. But I think I, I think this hire is going to happen. Uh, really so we're getting close to april 18th but you know we still got 12 days is there anything that could happen that would that would nix this thing at this point you know i would never say no i mean i I don't even know what what is possible with this thing if you if you'd have told me a month ago that las vegas would shut down and every casino would be you know closed for, for for a month i would never believe that so anything is possible but whatever obstacles pop up we will We'll try to fix it, man. I'll, I'm going to tell you this. I, I, I'm this close to getting the deal done. So this place where this fight's going to be on April 18th, um, I have locked up for two months. 
So I'm going to continue to pump fights out. I've also secured an island. I've got an island. The infrastructure is being built right now. We're going to do all of our international fights on this island. So when April 18th, when we do this fight on April 18th, international and local, you know, uh, in the United States, we're going to start cranking. The UFC will be back up and running internationally and here in the States. So April 18th, UFC 249. So literally April 25th, you could have an event. We are. We're going back to back to back. We're just we're we're getting back into our regular schedule. Mm -hmm. So we, we will have postponed three fights. We'll make all these fights up and we'll be right back on schedule uh, starting April 18th. Dana White secured a U.S. location, a private island for a UFC fight. This is from US, uh, ESPN real quick. Just a couple of excerpts. He said the lo location will host weekly fights for at least the next two months. Additionally, White said that he started to work on an undisclosed island, undisclosed island where he could conceivably book flights for international athletes who can't come to the U.S. He said, I'll tell you this, I'm close to getting a deal done. Uh, so this place where this fight's going to happen on April 18th, I locked up for two months. I'm going to continue to pump fights out. I also secured an island. I got an island. The infrastructure is built right now. We're going to do all the international fights on the island. So this is the definition of greed, in my opinion. This kind of. Can I say one thing real quick? What's up? What? One, one part. I don't think this is a good idea. But if, if for instance, I'm not the I'm a more of a boxer fan than MMA fan, right? But in a world of no sports, especially when you're probably number five, maybe as far as the At most, best. you know, so probably off, yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah. It's a it's a good chance for you to try to get up there and you know I won't say go after hockey, but still to try to get. Be in front of people, be in front of eyeballs. I get it. Yeah, yeah just as far as marketing-wise, when people are thirsting for sports, to, we live in a world nowadays where there's so many things to take our attention away. If you're a sports fan, it's only old Rewind Sports are out there. So I, I get why he's doing it. I just don't think it's a smart idea for, me, the, for, what I, for how important I think what's going on is. Right, but this is the thing, though. So first point, I think I said before, to kick it off, I think this is the definition of greed. Because as we said before, with the ML, be talking about moving out to Arizona. How so? Do you have this? I know. I know Trump is his buddy, right? Do you have an abundance of this tests? Guy. You have abundance of tests to test everybody coming in and out. Oh yeah, Trump, you, you know, you know, he got an got, he's gonna have more testing than <laughs> hospitals have. So, but this, to my point, the definition of greed. So you have all these people coming in, right, to this undisclosed island. So now you have. Potentially, you don't know if somebody is probably going to be asymptomatic or what's happening, right? Let's say somebody tests doesn't doesn't gives a false negative or whatever the case may be, right? Comes in here now you now you're in a secluded uh, on a secluded island just there. I'm sure you could fly in and out, in and out, but now you're in a, a contained space, right? So that's that's problematic. Number two, so. I mean, I know we have satellites and things of that nature, but now you're talking about building an infrastructure to be able to simulcast and broadcast this over the world, really, right? On this, on this deserted island. On, not deserted island, but off this island. So now you're banking on the simple fact of, okay, we got to make sure we have the connectivity. Do they have enough to broadcast. ports? Yeah, do you have the connectivity to do this? It's like so many logistical things. And also, number three, UFC, you have to pay for their fights. Ken, I get you that people want to see sports, but you have to pay to see these sports. Well, Everybody, not all of them. The undercards are usually on ESPN. But damn, if you want to see the, but if you want to see the, hey, guess what? Right, what? right now, you see anything? People watch those undercards right now. Get out of here! But if 
you want, <laughs> but if you want to see the top dogs, you got to pay. So it'd be one thing if he said, hey, we're going to move these to these private islands. We're going to bank on what Ken said, get the advertising dollars, get the marketing dollars, get those eyes on us. But we're going to just exclusively play it through our deal on ESPN. That would be something that I can see. But if you kind of pay, you're telling me to pay for UFC 9,025 off the coast of the Bermuda Triangle. It's going to like, what, dude? Like, I don't know. How location. Location when it comes to pay-per-view doesn't even matter. People that pay for UFC fights are going to pay for it. So why leave that money on the table? Again, I'm playing devil's advocate right here. This isn't the Davis philosophy. I'm only saying as far as I get what you're saying, but guess what? Those people that pay for those uh, those those PPVs, they're going to pay for it. So why leave money in hand when you could put that in the bank while other people are collecting dollars? Because it goes to my point and we talked about it. You want to go to the Comiskey. I I said... And after the draft. Right? The the draft is... The draft is in danger of who, Ryan? The Wi-Fi. That's all you're worried about is the Wi-Fi connections. Listen, you could do the draft virtually. That's whatever. I, my point, my whole point was... Yeah, like, everything's whatever with this draft. With, with, with MLB, it's like the whole thing. I mean, not with MLB, but just basically being period about going back out in general. It's like, I want to wait. I want to wait until everyone says, hey, you can go out. But do I think it's a good idea? Hell no. It ain't no worth. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. We are living through a pandemic. It ain't worth it. According to Ryan's philosophy, the 2K tournament that ESPN is doing is a bad idea, too, and it's dangerous as fuck. <laughs> no, because it doesn't impact basketball. Oh, what about the Wi-Fi? What about what the Wi-Fi? About, what about basketball? Oh, yeah, the football. We all know the draft doesn't matter. The draft is nothing in the end. Oh, Ronnie 2K no would be ashamed deal. of you. We'd be ashamed of you right now. As I said, hey, the draft, said, whatever. The- Just pick somebody. Who cares? We'll draft them and we'll coach them. We'll develop them. It doesn't matter. But why Pick-a-man. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you know who you were pick? First, you're going to go for need and best player available. So you already know what you need. You already have free agency. You know where your holes are at. Unless you get a player that's overwhelming and you like, I got to take him because he fell right here. It's it's a lot of factors that's going to go into all this stuff. I like I said before, man. I just don't think it's worth it. it you you can wait. Uh, Dana White is a You're not going to watch the fight, Steve? Dana White is if a they put him on? He can wait, huh? Are you going to watch the fight, Steve, if they put him on? No, I don't even watch him now. I'm what if it big, was uh, I'm not a big UFC. I'm not a big... If it, was, if it was free on ESPN, would I watch well, it then? Let's say it was free. Yeah, maybe. I'm not... A, I mean, I like the UFC. Mm. I like MMA, but it was, it's nothing that I go out there and seek. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to hold the show back by not watching the only sports <laughs> well, listen, on TV. If, if we had to watch it, I would give you the best breakdown of the Brazilian judo you ever want to see. But it's just not my it's not my bag. It's just, listen, man, it comes to the point where you got to be like, all right, dude, we can just wait. It's, 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 do you think that these fighters are wait. even like training? Like, are they just training like usual? How could they? Who am I sparring with? How could you? If we get on Dak Prescott from out there no throwing idea. a football to throw somebody 50, 60 yards away, that's more than six feet. Hey, what real talk. What the hell is somebody going to be with somebody in a cage? If you think these fools are going to go risk their life in a cage and not practice the best of their abilities, I think right. they're sparring. Like, you, you, it's no question. Oh, I'm not saying – listen, yeah. I don't think it's smart to do it. Do yeah. I think other people are probably doing it? Absolutely. You I'm, not gonna, I'm not going in there without my yeah. usual regimen. I'm yeah. chill. So I'm not mean like that's how you could die. Like, but you nah, know what, man. The Kenton, 
But here's Kevin, the thing. Go ahead, go ahead. Did you watch the fights? I, I woke up like two or three weeks ago. It was a fight that was on. It was a Friday. I woke up that Saturday morning and I watched. It was pretty good. I watched about at least two or three fights. Uh, if it catches me, yeah, I watch it. There's there's definitely skill to it. Again, it's just I didn't grow up with it, so I don't have the same affinity for it as boxing. And I yeah. historically like I I knew um, you know I know like Ken Shamrock and like all Tito and like everybody. Yeah, all those guys like John Bones Jones. I'm I'm, I'm more, I'm I'm more familiar with John Bones Jones though. I pay, I've had a closer eye on the UFC since he's been in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember when it was really just coming up and stuff, stuff like that. Um, But uh, yeah, I'll watch it if it, if it comes across, but I'm not sitting here like, man, give me something like Dana White's out there. Like people are going to go stir crazies in their house. So he has to do this. I mean, I just don't think that. Listen, if you're in your house, it ain't the U.S. It is not the NFL. Nobody's gonna go like, "Oh my God, yes, I have UFC." Next, no, there I are don't. some people. There are some people that are gonna do, "Yes, I got UFC." But think about it. Real quick, real quick, but real quick, real quick. But they have to pay for the big stuff. But they already want to pay. They were already gonna pay for it. We, they're already paying for it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about yeah. somebody like me, someone Hold who's that. an avid sports fan. I'm not gonna go pay for it. They, they but don't have you, me. Would you do it though to see an actual live performance? I mean, when's the last time we saw anything live besides yeah. like newscasters doing stuff from their house? No, I, I think, think a lot of people. There's going to be more people. There are going to be more people than usually the to pay fan. for. You think yeah, you're going to get. Nah, fan I'm not. So listen, if you get fifteen, be, if you be, get fifteen percent, yeah, but 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 you're on the other end of the spectrum of that the, that casual fan. You know what I'm saying? How many pay per views do you buy in general? Oh no, it's not wrestling. No, none. Okay, so that you're on the but to people that may spend money on PPVs now, I usually when it comes to boxing has spent money on PPVs. Now there hasn't been a UFC fight that that I've been like I have to. There's been like one or two, and I I think I tried to, to see if I can get it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But those people that fifteen percent, let's just say maybe twenty percent, probably a ten to 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 to, to twenty somewhere on that end. If you can get an increase of those people to be fans of yours that naturally wouldn't. Marketing wise, that's why you do something like this. Real quick. Yeah, what's up? When Dana White said that people are going to go stir, stir crazy in their house, and this is what he has to do. If you're in your house and you're going to go stir crazy, I don't know if violent man fighting is what you necessarily need to be watching. While, while you are at home, watch it. Exactly. Come here, girl. Let me hit you with this tiger wait, knee. Wait a minute. I did, also, I did watch kick, I did watch kickboxing the other night. Hey, that's so a good man. point, Ken. Because when you watch wrestling, what is the first thing you want? Oh, you want to put somebody in something? Yeah. <laughs> right. Get that grapple. Get over here. Throw him up the ropes. I mean, and, and not to be funny, but there has been a lot of uh, uptick on domestic violence because people are stuck in the house. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to, you know what I'm saying? Go into... Listen, listen, I just don't... I don't think it's a good idea. I'm sorry. I don't think any... None of us think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea to try to go get up. Nobody... I don't think it's a good idea. I'm more so wondering how many people will really watch this. I don't think that... I don't think that that many. I don't think it's... I don't think they're going to be able to pull I'm over. A, I think it's going to be a considerable. Hold on. Let me see. Let me, I, I'll ask y'all this. So one big thing about UFC fights, like boxing can, is that you go out to bars and whatnot and you go see a, as a watch party, right? Mm-hmm. So you're banking on the people 
who would, as you said, kind of a casual fan. Me, I would go to a, I'll probably go to a Buffalo Wild Wings or a bar or whatever like that, go see a fight some, you know, some, some way. I don't care about Buffalo. <laughs> I'm just going to sit, watch them fight. I don't care about no damn wings. Buffalo Wild Wings is not popping. I don't care. Oh, I just want to see the TV. So, okay. so. And they don't want to serve. They're going to tell you to move away from sitting next to some white folks. Did you just say Buffalo Wild Wings? You got to move, Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> so was in Indiana. You don't mess with Indiana. No, but but you're banking on those fans that go out there, to, the casual fans that go to a watch party to say, hey, I'm going to drop. How much does a UFC fight cost? $80, $70? No, nah, it's not as much as a boxing it's like fight. 50. It's probably, I was going yeah, to say 49 yeah, I was going to say it's 50 Also, yeah, you it's not like but, boxing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But also, you're asking people to do this when a lot of people aren't even working. Too. A lot of people, a lot of people hey, have lost their jobs. They had those. They had those. It's like a thirty percent unemployment rate. You know coming. that uh, that stimulus ch- stimulus, stimulus check, check is right there. Uh, let me, let me give me, let me give fifty dollars for Trump, Trump's best friend. Trump gonna, Trump gonna make sure that. Let me help you out there. Listen, kid. If you don't think he's gonna make sure them checks drop right before that fight, man. If you don't think in that kind, one, one thing too uh, that I want to point out to where yeah, it's gonna definitely help them. So I was watching First Take this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, Stephen A. Smith, I was really paying attention to this discussion on Dana White, uh, being a partner with ESPN. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, Max was like, well, Dana was doing it smart, and one of the reasons was it's not like football or uh, baseball where you have so many people. It's one fighter, his crew, uh, empty stadium, skeleton crew. Stephen A. Smith, was his angle was Dana White just needs to be, uh, be out in front of it so that he tells the narrative that why he's the reasons he's really doing it. And the reason I want to point out to you why it still could be a benefit for the UFC is don't forget the UFC is running on ESPN's engine right now. And ESPN is going to be playing hell of hell of highlights from those UFC oh, fights no because they don't have anything. So the only thing I'm saying is they're going to be, it's, I think, about, and think about this too, real quick. We're older. Like if I'm 14, 15 stuck in the house, Without Ooh. anything to do, and you giving me live action, maybe I like combative sports already, and I could go on YouTube, start watching some old stuff. You're like, there are fans out there right now that it may not, we may not be the demographic. But you got to convince your parents in an economic time right now no, because you spend these, $50. No, no, because these kids still, they can steal this stuff. And the only point I'm making is, but you're still building out your fan. The point that I made initially is right now when there's no, nothing else live to watch, you can build out your fan base. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm playing the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. but you can still, there's gains to be made from going after it when you have the biggest sports conglomerate when it comes to media behind you pumping you out even before this happens and they're thirsty to have any live action for them to run for these hosts throughout the week. But what and, this- and interviews. You're going to see more UFC fighters doing interviews than you usually see on ESPN. But this is my question. So I watched WrestleMania this weekend, right? It was over two days. They pre-taped it. I don't know when they taped it, but they also, but they have been Yesterday. doing it. <laughs> yesterday, but they've been doing their live shows. Oh, but they've been doing they've been doing their live shows with nobody in the arena. Same thing like with the other wrestling promotions, whatever like that. My question to Dana White is, why does he have to go to a island? That's for the international people, like um, or have what's the kid in. that just beat? What's the kid that beat? Uh, Con, I forget his name. The Russian Conor dude McGregor. That, that no. be, yeah, he oh, can't. Habib. 
Yeah, Habib, he's, he said he's not – he was supposed to type, fight Tony Ferguson. He said he wasn't because he was going to stay because Russia, I think, has a, a no-flight uh, thing going on. Uh, no uh, flight restrictions. Uh, no flight restrictions. No flight restrictions. So that – now, Tony Ferguson said that's his excuse because this is going to be like the fifth time they didn't have this fight. So again, when you when you're looking at it, because you just said this, I watched WrestleMania. You you didn't you didn't wasn't complaining about them out there. No sweating. no no no. Dude, I, listen, I am the also, reason is for the international fighters okay. that can come into America. That's why I was talking about international waters. Okay, uh, like if you ever been on a cruise, like if you ever been on a cruise and you 18, as soon as y'all get like. 30 minutes outside of Miami, they'd be like, you, you kids can drink. Yeah, but, yeah, it, you, you know, know, so you hit international waters, you can just do whatever. So that's why he has a private island. But, and it also sounds dope when you say private island. Private island. No, no, but that was one of my biggest things, kind of like a whole thing about being isolated on an island. That just seems kind of weird. That's why, I, that's why I was like, okay, why is he doing it? But thank you for clarifying that. My whole thing with the, with the WWE, with the WrestleMania, I was of the same ilk saying, like, why are you having it? You can go ahead and just wait. But, as yeah, I'm keep saying it. It's greedy. They watched it, it. and they want to keep it going. You I mean, watched I already, all of it. But it's the thing though. I already pay for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already have my money. I pay for it. Yeah. I mean, you, I da- you know, you're in danger of people when you was watching that, right? Yeah, probably. you could have sent them a message about how you don't like stuff like that and you care about, it, but also you want to risk Tony's life. So we know the type of person you are. <laughs> I said, <laughs> if everybody come out and say it's fine to go outside, you gonna go because they told you. Hey, listen. I don't think it's gonna be a uh, listen. I don't think it's gonna be a. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be a basketball season. It's gonna be damn near not be an MLB season, and they might get it in with the NFL and the, and the NHL might as well go ahead and stop playing because probably nobody watch them anyway. <laughs> so well, have your head. I mean, well, listen. Done, hockey is a niche sport, and I mean, it's not like they they draw millions of people's. I mean, they draw millions of eyes, no doubt. Now, especially they're the national sport of our Canadian uh, neighbors, but it just ain't the same. You know what I'm saying? It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hockey specifically. That's what these. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. That's hockey. Not worth it. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you so much for watching us, and uh, you can definitely listen to us. Listen to us as well. Make sure you subscribe and uh, rate and all that good stuff at iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn app, uh, War on Anchor, Kickstarter, Spotify, and of course YouTube. Okay. Follow me on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter and IG at D and Davis Show. I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons One. Ken's at That's Davis on IG and Twitter and Ryan B Ski. On Twitter, Ryan B. Ski one. That's Ryan Bukabeski. One more time, uh, Cal Ripken is uh, selfish. Oh um, my God! Think about the time that yeah, Cal Ripken. Ma'am. Think about the time that Cal Ripken was sick and should have stayed his ass at home. He's he was like, "No, I'm gonna play today, baby." Hey, he, like, got, he, got, he got six now, feet distance on the field, so he was all right. Bobby Bonilla over here coughing. <laughs> that Lou Gehrig, he deserved that disease. Rafael Palmero, Rafael Palmero, almost missing his vein when he's trying to inject his stimulants into his arm because he hacking because of Cal over here out here playing or whatever. I'm just easy, out. Mark. I'll get to you in a second. Hey. But uh, look, we're definitely going to be back with Westworld Flip and also Dan Davis to Flip uh, this weekend. Um, stay safe. We always appreciate you spending a little time with us. Hopefully we entertain you, gave you a little bit of knowledge on the way when it comes to sports. And definitely we're going to jump into everything else outside of sports with both Flip properties that Ryan is the executive producer of. Um, listen, again, stop playing. Uh, really take it seriously. If you got to go out when it comes to washing your hands, so you got to be mindful not to touch your nose or your mouth. Okay. You got to have your hand sanitizer right there to go. 
uh, just be really mindful. I, I know it, it sounds silly me having to re- remind you, but it's easy for any of us to forget something real quick and do like that. Mm-hmm. And that could not just change your life. It could change somebody's life that you care about or don't even know. So just be mindful of it. Uh, Cause there's a lot of people out there that's dependent on you that you don't even know that are dependent on you. Uh, don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again. Make sure you throw your gloves in the trash cans too, everybody. All right. Right. Keep, keep your hands to yourself.